2: Understand when a so-called Christ follower lives a life that is compromising and sinful, not that sins, but lives a lifestyle that's compromising and sinful, we are taking the Lord's name in vain and we're endangering the very souls of the people we love.
0: Everybody dislikes two-faced people. They're looked down upon and people to try to avoid. Unfortunately, they're also found in the church. People that put on a pious front when they're in church, but outside those walls act no different than the worst non-believer. Pastor Mark will be teaching about people like this. You'll be showing how if you behave in this manner but still call yourself a Christ follower, you endanger more people than just yourself you'll find out how much God hates that behavior. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 20 as he continues his message, God lives in you, honor his name.
1: it really mean
2: to take the name of God, and you pronounced it a couple times already, in vain? Here's the definition, write it down. In vain means no purpose. It means without effect, empty, nothingness, worthlessness. In other words, it simply means You've used God somewhere in a sentence, but it doesn't have anything to do with God. Well, there's three ways we can do that. Number one, you can just write it down, slang or flippant. In other words, we can use the name of God just out of a bad habit. Now, this is going to hit most of our toes, so get ready. People all over, even followers of Christ, say this. Good Lord, what is wrong with you? Or they'll say this, sweet Jesus. Or this one is very common. Oh my God, that dessert was incredible. Some of you said as you came today, my God, it looks like it's going to get cold in this place. The weather's going to change. God, it's going to change. You see, that's a habit many people have gotten into. Sweet Jesus, does it have anything to do with Jesus? No. Oh, my Lord, what are we going to do? Does it have anything to do with Lord? No. Oh, my God, what a great dessert. Does it have anything to do with anything? No. You see, it's simply flippant. We're not speaking of God. We're not thinking of God. We're certainly not thinking of his character. So we're using God's name in vain, without effect, no purpose, emptiness. That is, we're using his name frivolous, insincere. Notice the warning from God. Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So what do we do about that? Because for many of us, that's become a habit. We don't even realize we're saying it. Well, we need to break the habit because it's taking the name of God in vain. How do I do that? Well, one of the best ways to do that, if we're going to honor God's name, is not to use his name thoughtlessly and carelessly and sloppy. So how do I do that? Well, if you're married and your other spouse doesn't have that habit, they can challenge you with it. If you have a friend and they don't have a habit, they can challenge you. See, because a habit just means I say it without even thinking about it. Here's the other one. You can challenge yourself to break this habit because it's not a good habit. How do you do that? Well, you do this. If you say that, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Not thinking of God. It's not a prayer. Here's what you do. You think of going home. You're not going to do it. But you think of going home. Get in the shower, take clothes off, shower clean, get out, put a clean clothes on, and go right to back where you were. If you use it two sentences later, go right back and do the same thing again. <laughs> you see, pretty soon you're going to go, I'm going to break that habit. Am I serious? I'm serious. It's taking the Lord's name in vain. Second, we can take an oath lightly. Leviticus 19, 12 says, Do not swear falsely by my name, and so profane the name of God. What does that mean? Many times you'll hear somebody say this, Oh, I swear to God that's true. You're not thinking about God. If you are, why do you need to swear to God? If you're a Christ follower, your yes should be yes, and your no should be no. We're just people that are honest. Number three, turn with me to Matthew chapter 15, verse 8. The third way to take God's name in vain is through insincere worship. In other words, it's worship that, well, it just doesn't mean much. Remember, point number one is to honor God's name and his character and his reputation. Matthew 15, Jesus speaking, verse 8. He's talking about the religious leaders. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain, but their teachings are but rules taught by men. First of all, God is not interested in people using his name in worship and praise unless their hearts are right with him and are into it. You see, In our worship, we mention the name of Jesus, the name of God, the character of God. And we can be in a habit of just worshiping, and there's nothing from our heart. We're just mouthing the words. Second notice, dead religion, God hates. That's what he was saying. He's saying these Jewish people go through all these rituals, and they do all these dead things it means nothing. They're just going through a ritual. You know, say, so Pastor Mark, we're like a non-denominational church. We don't go through, like, dead rituals. Really? Why did you raise your hand? Well, Pastor, I looked at the person next to me raised their hand. Some of you don't have to worry about that. Here's the way you worship. <laughs> Do you think that honors God's name? No, the, the, the Bible in the Old Testament says, enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise. So, when we worship God, it should come from our, from our hearts. Otherwise, when I say the name of Jesus, when I say God, it's in, in vain. You're exactly right. Now, we have many friends this week. Many of us have Catholic friends. About a third of you used to be Catholic, for instance. But this Wednesday, what happened on Wednesday? Ash Wednesday. Now, is that bad? Not if it comes from where? Here. Does it? Maybe, maybe not. See, it's not just us. It's them. It's any kind of religious system. Let me give you an idea. Some of you come from a church where you take communion every week, and one of the questions is when they come in, why do you only do it once a month? Do you know why I really basically do it once a month? Here's why. By the way, the Scripture says as often as you want... So there's no legal deal with that. It's just tradition. We can do it actually every single day. Why don't I? Pass the bread, pass the wine, press the bed, press the wine, press the bread, press the wine. It becomes what? Mindless. Mindless. So we have to be careful that we have form. We have form. You're sitting now. I'm standing. We worship and stand. That's just our form. We have to be careful. That does not become something that is spoken of here But it's not here. If true, all of that is useless. It's vain. It's empty. Because we're not honoring God. Number two. Not only are we to honor God, we are to write it down, if you will. Mirror, circle that word, God's name, His character, and His reputation. You see, the third commandment is not only about our talk but really, it's mostly about our walk. You see, the Bible repeatedly summarizes the Christ fellowship relationship with this kind of a phrase, I shall be your God, and you'll be my people. In other words, as Leviticus 26 says, I will walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. Now, In the Old Testament, the name of God was revered. When we get to the New Testament, we hear the word God, but we also hear the word Jesus. Is there a difference? Well, not really. Jesus is part of the Trinity. He is God. He is separate individual. But notice this. In the New Testament, the name of Jesus matches his reputation and character of God. Because he is God. So when we honor Jesus, it's the same thing as honoring God in the Old Testament. So they're equal. They're both divine. So when we misuse the name, for instance, Christ-like. Christian. See, all of that comes because I'm to mirror God's name. Now, if you're a Christian, if you're really a Christ follower... I don't believe any of us, and this is some very unusual circumstance, you'd ever catch us saying this, God, damn. We would never say that. And yet, if my conduct doesn't match the character of God and Jesus, I'm actually bringing much more damage to the cross of Christ than saying God, Damn! I want you to write this next statement down. Hypocrisy in the church is much worse than profanity in the street. Now what do we mean by hypocrisy? Let me explain that. If you're a Christ follower today, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, you've had your sins forgiven, we're in a process called sanctification. We're becoming more like God. None of us are perfect. So a Christ follower sins. We all sin. None of us mirror the image of God perfectly. We're in that process of working like it. We know it. We confess our sins when we sin. So don't be under the illusion that I'm going to mirror the character of God perfectly, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for you either. But that's what my goal is. That's what I'm striving to do. What is a hypocrite? A hypocrite, by just the nature of the word, is an actor. It's a person who says he's this and he's not that. It's It's a person where she says, here's what I am and I'm not really that. That's somebody very different. In other words, in this building, I wish it wasn't true, but it is, In most of our churches, we have people who are hypocrites. They're known by Christ, but they're not really Christians. And we're going to see in a moment that that sinful lifestyle combined with the name causes great damage. Let's just say this sentence, hypocrisy, again and say it together. Here we go, all together. One, two, three. Hypocrisy in the church is much worse than profanity in the street. Do you agree? Absolutely. It's not just a word that comes out. It's a lifestyle that doesn't match. See, we don't mirror image God. I use the term, but I'm not at all like it. Ever hear one of these phrases? Oh, you're one of those Christians. How about this one? Oh, I met a Christian once. This one I know you've heard. If that is what it means to be a Christian, I don't want any part of it. Understand when a so-called Christ follower lives a life that is compromising and sinful, not that sins, but lives a lifestyle that's compromising and sinful, We are taking the Lord's name in vain and we're endangering the very souls of the people we love. Because they're looking to us, they're confused, they're trying to find out what's right. And if we don't match at all what's happening... It has great ramifications to the people that we interact with. What does a character of a Christ follower look like? Do we wear it? Do we say it? In Romans, Paul would address this condition. Remember, the Jewish church represented Yahweh. The Christians came along, which represented Yahweh and Jesus. The Gentiles were pagans. Paul writes this in Romans chapter 224. As it is written, god 's name, his character and his reputation, notice, is blasphemed among the Gentiles, those pagans that were looking for God, because of you, you religious Jews. See, the Jews weren 't obeying the commandments. They were disobeying all the commandments. They were doing things. They were very religious. Do you remember one of the things that Jesus got so livid at is when the holidays came, the religious holidays, they were in there. They were double charging for every sacrifice. They had all these animals, and they had this whole system work up. They were charging extra taxes. They were doing it all in the name of God. What did Jesus do? Turned all the tables upside down. You see, they were misrepresenting him. Now, I want to ask you in that verse, the name of God is being blasphemed among the unbelievers because of you. Could the reputation of God be blasphemed because of me and, and you? Could the name of Calvary Chapel of Melbourne be mud and dirt because our lifestyle? at this church, doesn't match the Word of God? I don't think so. It isn't being. But what if I came to you and I said to you this, I'm sorry to announce to you that I've fallen morally this week. My wife's going to stay with me, but I'm being asked to step down by the elders of this church. What would happen to the name of God in this community? I haven't. Could I could I fall like that? Absolutely. So, Pastor Mark you no the minute you say you could never succumb to some kind of a sin like that you're already lost. You see we're just people. So what happens? Church after church after church after church in our world what I just stated to you happens. And because of that the name of God is blasphemed People, when they go like, oh, you're an evangelistic Christian. Yeah, right. Look at your leader. We already know what happened with Ted. Let me ask you Am I responsible then for the name of God in this community? Yes, I am. Are you? Yes, you are. See, it's not the church, it's the individuals in the church. And the Word of God, the name of God, The name of the Bible is being blasphemed across our world today. If you go and just start thinking about this, major denominations of the past, I'll just give you three. Let's take Episcopals and Lutherans and Methodists. What's happened in all three of those denominations in the last few years? They've all split at least into two, the conservative that believe the Bible and those that don't care. And so the world looks at that and goes, what's up with that? And the name of God is blasphemed. So it's very important that you and I understand it's not really what comes up. God! No, no, it's it's how I walk. It's how I live. You see, Paul would later write, turn with me to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. Paul would later write something very important to the church at Ephesus. And he would write about their old lifestyle and their new lifestyle. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Paul says this, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, Christ's follower, however, did not come to know Christ that way, since you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life, To put off that old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds. Notice this, verse 24. And to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Any so-called Christian lifestyle that is compromised, Paul says, will bring reproach. On the name of God. We are a work in progress. Everybody in this building. Anybody listening to my voice. As a Christ follower. I'm created to be like God. I'm to mirror that character. And that reputation. Oh I'll never be perfect. But I'm working at it. Because of God's grace. I'm doing better than I was. I don't want to go back to that old lifestyle. So what brings blasphemy against the name of god well here's what it happens here at ccm or ccmv or ccms if you're here and call yourself a follower of christ are you committing adultery right now you're having an affair are you sleeping with someone who is not your spouse are you not even married and living together Are you watching porn? You're in the process of finishing your income tax. You found a loophole. It's cheating, but you're going to turn it in. At work, are you lying and gossiping? Are you on alcohol that controls you or drugs? So, Pastor Mark, I would never do any of those things. Are you living with bitterness and anger? Refusing to forgive someone?
0: In Pastor Mark's teaching today, you learn the importance God places on how you represent Him. You were shown how God blessed His people when they honored His name and how He brought judgment on them when they didn't. You were told how much God hates hypocrisy and how inconsistent behavior by a Christ follower is worse than curse words out of their mouths. Next time, Pastor Mark will be finishing his teaching, God Lives in You, Honor His Name. You'll hear more about how living consistently for God may be more important than what may be coming out of your mouth. Pastor Mark will share an example of how someone's hypocritical living brought dishonor to God's name and the consequences of that fake behavior. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, 10 Living Words. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: is